into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Fuck, we're back. It's this is Jake, still on the road with Sarah June. What's Hello. up? Hi, welcome back. Uh, mic check, to, mic check. To uh, yeah, we're fucking going. Um, <laughs> we gotta bang this out in like an hour. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Speed podcasting on the road. That's why I'm drinking more coffee. <laughs> How is all the? Okay, I feel like the Pacific Northwest is doing stuff to us, and I feel like you're getting really into coffee. Here's the thing. I drink a lot of coffee and I smoke a lot of weed now that I live on the West Coast. Okay. So you and I are basically in this sort of inverse vice <laughs> relationship where you like alcohol and cigarettes and uh-huh. I like coffee and weed. Yeah. And the only thing that destroys you is coffee. <laughs> and the only thing that destroys me is alcohol. Yeah. So, and you know, I try, I tried to smoke cigarettes. I tried to get addicted and I couldn't do it. I got sick immediately. <laughs> I don't have the constitution for it, but coffee and weed... And so, like, normally those are my vices, and now that we're on the road, I'm indulging. Okay, I follow. Yeah. It is weird. Occupying, like, this weird... We're, like, yinning and yanging in this weird (laughs) thing where, like, I'm operating at night. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're becoming nocturnal, but then also having to drive all day. Yeah. So that's where the coffee comes in. Okay. And then the weed is to make me smart. (laughs) And then I also got those mushroom pills. (laughs) Those brain pills. Did those work? Uh, yeah, I yeah. Don't you didn't you feel smarter? <laughs> I mean, I got these pills at uh, the Arcada Food Co-op, and they were like brain-on pills, and they're fucking ashwagandha or something stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It was just purple mushrooms. It's just purple of, mushroom pills, and then and then I smoked a bunch of weed, so I was like, these pills really <laughs> feel good. Wow, you can really taste the pills <laughs> I bought for thirty cents. You can really feel I'm them. So hungry because of these thirty-nine cent pills. <laughs> All right. Cool. We've made it to uh, Olympia. We're in Olympia, Washington. When I when we rolled in, I started to play the rancid Olympia song, and I thought this is corny. Um, <laughs> this is too on you the nose. You also said this is corny. <laughs> Everyone will hate this, right? But then we went to that coffee shop. I don't know if you noticed this. They were playing that fucking album in that or in that pizza place. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, what's it called? Outer space. Outer space. Some fucking pizza. Anyways, Com- it's a it's a space themed pizzeria. It doesn't matter. We went to get pizza. Comet, I did not notice old school. old school pizzeria. Comet ping pong pizza. Comet ping pong. Comets from space. We went to Pizzagate, and they were playing rancid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what's that fucking famous rancid song? Never Ruby mind. Soho. Never mind. I was trying to try to make it about child pornography, but Ruby Soho. You were trying to make it a child pornography. I was trying to make a joke where I connected Ruby Soho to child pornography. Mm-hmm. Destination. I think you can do it. Destination unknown. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Did you have we're one? Gonna, we're gonna. We're gonna get it. <sighs> All right, we'll come back to it. <laughs> well, uh, y'all know about the conspiracy theory that uh, John Podesta's uh, the father of Chester Benningham or something from Bennington? from Lincoln Park. What? Yeah, 
That's no. a, it's a fucking awesome conspiracy theory. Yeah. Damn, I uh, they actually do look really <laughs> similar. And Chester Benningham, like, I think it was Bennington, like a dot. Benning, whatever. Fucking yeah, right. Anglos. Um, yeah, it did, like, I guess have, like, a lot of, like, some sort of familial abuse problem, supposedly. Hmm. And, uh, and so the idea is that they got him, which is cool. Ch- Chester Bennington didn't kill himself. We're Chester Bennington truthers now. Where's the tape? He was assassinated of Chester Bennington by uh, the Queen of England. What if this is real? (laughs) We're joking, but every every other thing about Epstein sounds like a joke too. Every day. Sorry, I've started both episodes of your podcast by yelling about Jeffrey Epstein. No, no, it's uh, it's the the thing of the times. Yeah. When we look back on this era, we'll just you woke up in the morning, you drank your coffee, and you read some more Epstein news. And then you thought, what's happening? How's the you know what's what's going on? That is definitely like something that would seem unreal, and then it would happen, and then you would. Of course, Chester Bennington was like connected exactly, somehow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, All right, we're looking at a picture the of them glasses. side by side, and I see a resemblance, certainly. Yeah. yeah. So it's true. It's not. It's not a hundred percent, but there is. You know, I'd I'd buy that. That guy's one of his sons. When I found out that Malcolm Gladwell was somewhat connected to the Epstein case, mm. I first it was it made perfect sense. Yeah. First, it ten thousand hours on the Lolita Express. Yeah. <laughs> ten thousand miles. <laughs> Um, I think 10,000 hours is the pilot's license. <laughs> 10,000 hours is, is pilot's license. <laughs> I think 10,000 hours is the, the pedo flight, uh, flight license, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like you can fuck kids terrestrial. That's pretty easy, right? Yeah. But then you need your, like, if you, do it in the you air, need you your sea legs. Hours. Yeah, really stabilize yourself. Jeffrey Epstein was a man who likes to challenge himself to fuck kids yeah. on all planes. My very, very, very sick friend, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, um, <laughs> let's talk about what we've done so far. Uh, we had a good 9-11 yesterday. Great 9-11. We, uh, we played Vomity. Yeah, and we got to see some pigs and some cows. We did. Uh, Not cows, sorry, sheep. Sheep. Very different animal. Boars. Boars. And some ducks. Ducks. Uh, that was what we podcasted about that. Post that, uh, what? Vomity, there's a, co- a great comic named Chocolate the Entertainer. Yeah, Vomity is a very fun show every Wednesday at Lavoyer in Olympia, and we like to do it. And then I guess most important Pacific Northwest experience for me was driving out to the woods and shooting guns at a, just a wall. Just some dirt. <laughs> just a dirt wall. Yeah, we went to a dirt pit, <laughs> and we shot some guns, and it was <laughs> cool because you can't shoot outside in L.A. most places. It's expensive. <laughs> Yeah. Should we talk about guns? Do you want to talk about guns, etc.? I think we should talk about guns, man, because that was like kind of an interesting experience for me. I've shot guns, you know. I grew up in Texas, and you could go to those like ranges where you just shoot like the, at a paper, a paper of an Arab. Yeah, it was those papers are always just the black like crash test dummy until like nine eleven, and then they were like, you can shoot. Um, well. Copyright infringement, Osama bin Laden. So just an Arab guy. Yeah, I like the ones that are um, for 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 harder uh, target practice, and it's a picture of like an Arab guy holding a white woman in front of him, and he's trying to use her as a body shield, and so you have to try to shoot him but not shoot her. You yeah, know? those are always uh, very fun. Yeah, that reminds me of a uh, that Simpsons episode where Marge is becoming a cop, and she takes the the shooting test, and she like shoots around the person who's being held as a shield she doesn't mm-hmm. shoot the 
the person pushing the baby and at the end uh, chief wickham's like you did pretty good you missed the baby you missed the blind man (laughs) 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 it's like one of my favorite simpsons jokes ever (laughs) good show yeah um yeah, and then, uh, then like, I guess a few years after all the 9-11 shit, um, all the other paper targets are just zombies because everyone in real America has the same sense of humor. And they're, like, they were at the gun store. They still just had, like, shoot a zombie yeah, paper they have targets. These, like, yeah, targets you can shoot at. I mean, they're, you know, they're pretty, they're really small. They're I, a lot smaller than zombies would be. Yeah. Zombies would be human-sized. Why get a fucking zombie target? Shoot at a human-sized thing. Well, I guess it's like, this makes them harder to shoot small zombies. I don't know. My thing uh, is... It's fun when you add live ammunition into LARPing. Yeah. You know? Is it even LARPing then anymore? It's, uh, yeah. It's it's not live-action role-playing. It's just just live action, baby. (laughs) Um... I guess what I'm Live getting ammo at role playing. with the paper targets is like it's it's lame that they are just stuck in 2007 with the zombie thing. Welcome to America, Jake. But also, it would probably be way more fucked up if they updated them to like whatever shit they hate now. Because <laughs> are you saying that zombies are symbolic of immigrants? I guess yeah. Or like, I mean. Like a, a current gun, gun culture, there has to be like a shooting range where the targets are like Antifa and yeah, just immigrants. I'm are sure like, people make things. I don't, you know, I'm not into gun. I, I'm not a part of gun culture. I can't say. Yeah. You but, don't appropriate can, gun culture? I don't want to steal their valor and mm. they have so much of it. Um, yeah, there's probably one. I don't know. I mean, there's probably one where it's just a bunch of fucking women. You know, there's there's probably a bunch. Yeah, of, fuck, there it is. Yeah, there's a. You can get paper targets that are like that's a, a, a hooded guy in a bandana, and it's like an Antifa guy or that, whatever. That's pretty cheaply made though, because you can tell it's just a regular one that they just put used MS Paint to like smudge yeah, a red bandana. There's another onto. one that is uh, <clears throat> like a that black body outline and then it just has a pussy hat on it oh there's another one and it's got a antifa bandana and a pussy hat yeah. jake discovered guns and fidget spinners today oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking in a lot of culture i like my new thing is i'm gonna go around to like really pro gun spaces and then show people my revolver and when they ask to see it it's the fidget spinner it's like it's a, it revolves it's a revolver <laughs> shaking her head at the microphone. I won't say anything. <laughs> I'm going to fight Trump with dad dad jokes. That's how I'm going to beat him with my art. <clears throat> um I go, man, I get it. When you shoot a gun, you feel like I understand why people are like crazy and fetishize them cuz they are fun. They're really fun, yeah. There's no denying that shit. It feels. It did feel like my dick. You know, I, I get in a quandary with this because they're very, very fun, but they're not as much fun as not dying randomly in a public space. Uh huh. But they also feel really good. Also, cops have them. That's why mass shooters shoot up places. It's because they they're having fun. Yeah, they're having a good time. It's because they're so happy. They have That's the why most, they kill so many people. The most fun possible all at once. <laughs> <laughs> that's like they're uh, trying to show us how to have a good time <laughs> yeah um 
yeah, fuck. I don't know. That shit was tight. It was really fun. It's very fun to shoot guns outdoors, especially when it's at a bunch of cans. I'm glad we're not doing it anymore because I was getting a little stressed out at how the like the mixture of guns and crunchy like weed soaked vibes just seems statistically like eventually you'll fucking shoot your toe off or something. <laughs> I, I mean, we weren't stoned, and I would not get stoned and shoot a gun. That sounds like a bad time. I know, but I don't know. You're going to smoke weed tonight. I know, and I'm not going to be anywhere near a gun. Yeah, no more guns. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Everyone's going to everyone's gonna get so mad at you for posing with a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to get so fucking mad. Dude, Somebody's I'm gonna shooting guns. going to come up with guns. some insane theory about like you having a gun and like becoming the leader of fucking MS-13 or some shit. Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, you do, you're canceled is yeah. all I'm saying. Reddit, go fucking crazy with this picture of me with my gun and my fidget spinner. Just well, fucking just do whatever. Here's, Connect here's it to the conspiracy Jake theory about my the gun head and injury. Fucking jizzed out a fidget spinner and, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's going to be the president. That's my new Jake conspiracy theory. Yeah. Jake Flores is president. Manchurian candidate or some shit. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. The fidget spinners of the fucking Horcrux. <laughs> yeah, you found a couple Horcruxes this trip. I don't know who I am anymore. I'm shooting <laughs> guns and smoking weed. I've been on tour for one week. I turned into the guy from Tool or some shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I got you out of New York and you just immediately <laughs> dissolved. You're just being held together with tar. I turned into a sovereign citizen. <laughs> You can't take my weed or I my guns. I liberated you. <laughs> yeah. I'm never coming back. I'm building a fucking compound. Um, yeah, tonight I'm going to smoke weed. This is not. This is something I've been fixated on for the entire trip. Yeah, I booked this show without realizing that Jake <laughs> didn't really smoke weed ever Yeah, for personality reasons. Uh, I was like, oh, Jake probably has... I don't know, I just assumed... I was like, Jake doesn't clearly is not a stoner, but I didn't think that it was going to be like an issue, you know, which is why I didn't tell you until later. And then you were like, oh, I actually don't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like every once in a while I get a panic attack. But honestly, like I'm feeling the crunchy vibes out here. Mm -hmm. And I think what's going to happen is like, I'll just get really tired really quick. Here's what happened last time I smoked weed. Like once a year, I'll mm -hmm. forget that I'm yeah, not yeah, good yeah. at weed. And I'll be like, yeah. all right, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. Like how once a year I drink, and then I'm like, this was stupid. Right. And how once a week I do cocaine, and then <laughs> have the entire cycle happen over again. So <laughs> I was walking uh, back to my place. When I lived at the Sandstone in Austin, everyone lived at the Sandstone, right? And I, I lived at Sandstone later, but yeah. My apartment was in the Sandstone, and so somebody else was having a party at the... So I was like... Who was having a party? Uh, I think it was Chris Tellas's place. Mm. And I was like, this is literally like three doors down from where I live. Yeah. I can get high. And if it sucks, I can just walk three doors down. Perfect go home. situation. So I go in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to smoke the one weed of the year or whatever. Um, and I take a big fucking rip from like a bong or something. And I was like, immediately upon exhaling, I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I it's like a social anxiety thing. Like it just you makes do psychedelics. Yeah, I love them. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Right. They like push me over the edge where I'm just yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. this is happening, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I was immediately just like, parties are already like, just they suck. You're yep. just like, eh, what do I do with my hands the whole time? Yeah. So I was like, where's okay, my mic? This is like no good. So I uh, I went home and I was like, all right, well, I'm stoned. Um, 
and Game of Thrones, there was a new Game of Thrones out that night, and it was when it was good. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least this will be kind of cool. Like, I'll watch this mega violent show, and like, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. it'll be Get into really, it. it'll pop real hard. Yeah. But first, I'm going to pop a bag of popcorn and listen to an episode of WTF with Mark Marin. And so I put on my headphones. And Marin was doing Marin shit at me, mm. and he was stressing me out real bad because he was the, yelling at you. Well, because he's like, ah, rah, rah, yeah, you know? he's yelling he's, at you. He's anxious and he's yelling. Yeah, he doesn't. That's why approve. I can't listen to his podcast. <laughs> I can get a man to yell at me I, for free. Yeah. <laughs> hey, put that on a bumper sticker. This is why I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I can get a white man to yell at me for free. <laughs> um, but I, so he was stressing me out. And the, I guess the bag of popcorn takes like three minutes to pop, but I was yeah. like doing the thing where you stare at the microwave and like can't watch the numbers. And I was just like, man, ugh. and I fucking couldn't take it anymore. And then I went into my bedroom and was going to put on the TV. Next thing I know, I woke up the next day. You were high for three minutes. For three minutes. And then I fucking woke <laughs> up the next day. And my shoes, I was out of my shoes. My shoes were on the ground, but the like the laces were still tied. Like I got raptured out of them. I don't know how I got them off my feet. You just you fell backwards out of your shoes like a cartoon character, <laughs> yeah. directly onto the bed. Yeah. And then when you snored, a little log appeared and with a little <laughs> saw through it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's what's gonna happen tonight at Club Comedy, baby. Seattle. Seattle. Um, but that'll this will have probably come out after that. Anyway, tour. Come see me in Mishka in Colorado. Um, okay. We should probably get into it. We're, we hit the, the, the a few of the main things up here in this corner of the country, right? Uh, weed, farms, guns, and now the fourth. Nazis. Nazis. Let's talk about why there are so many Nazis in this peaceful forest. Yeah. There's the Decemberists and Nazis and coffee. And Why? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I'm gonna hand the mic over with our guest. Oh wait, no, no, no. Oh right. Here, I got, uh, if y'all have another place to put in an audio jack, I have my own. All right, I, uh, I'm here with Saul. 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 Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> yeah, they'll never figure this, this one out. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have not already been doxxed by 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get, man, we are. We are not going to win the fight uh, against uh, everything. I'm over here stimming with a gun, just rotating <laughs> a revolver to s- soothe my autism. We're all wearing. <laughs> I culturally Marx radicalized you. I radicalized you with cultural Marxism. You had already been radicalized by economic Marxism, but I really got you with the cultural stuff. Yeah, we got the good shit over on this coast, all that cultural shit. Yeah, I'm glad we went to the Marxist festival in the park and <laughs> took in all the culture. Watched a large man with a Karl Marx beard dancing around, playing drums. <laughs> um, all right, so um, here, I guess here's what we're going to do. Explain to me why there's so many fucking Nazis up here. Why there are all these, uh, these Nazis up here? Yeah, all right, I can do that. Um, so... <laughs> To really give you a true taste of the Pacific Northwest, I'm going to do a thing that we do at almost everything at Evergreen, which is where I graduated from, which is realizing that Olympia is actually on ceded Squaxin and uh, uh, Nisqually land. So, you know, this shit is already colonized as fuck, right? So Sure. Um, so you're saying it's haunted. It's ha- It's a giant bar- Indian burial ground. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, 
the the big Nazi things I'd say, and this is uh, this is totally just my arbitrary number, is that white supremacy really arrived in the Pacific Northwest on uh, October sixteenth, eighteen o five, which is when Lewis Ooh. and Clark first came upon the Columbia River over in eastern uh, eastern Washington. Okay. Um, they had been, you know, traveling through thanks to Thomas Jefferson acquiring a bunch of land, and they were probably under a lot of stress because Halloween was in two weeks. And <laughs> you always forget to get a costume. <laughs> yeah, and where where are you going to go? Where are you going to go for a costume out in the middle of the Great Pacific Northwest? You're going to go to that fucking spirit store in, in Manhattan and get into a really huge fight with your girlfriend. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, when I was just doing the little bit of research on it, uh, I really liked that apparently Clark uh, wrote, as soon as he saw the Columbia, which is huge, uh, Ocean and View, Oh, the Joy, which, uh, you know, is because he's like mad stupid. And I'm like way fucking smarter <laughs> and heroic than that dumbass who thought that the fucking river was the ocean. <laughs> People, to, to quote, to paraphrase Steven Pinker, everyone 100 years ago was pretty much retarded. <laughs> Swear to God, actual quote. <laughs> Uh, I like to fuck kids. Yeah, and I have a small dick, and I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> those are all Steve Pinker quotes. Yeah, <laughs> he had a teardrop, dewdrop dick too. Um, electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's right, kind of when it started, um, and uh, from there it only got worse. Um, Portland, Oregon, well, Oregon State, Oregon Territory territory as the one and only explicitly racist state in the country which is great like not even the south had the badass bad just bad what do you mean by laws? like this and uh at the time i think it was a, a settlers of Catan hexagon that yeah. hadn't been shaped into oregon yet what do you mean that it was explicitly racist as opposed to like Implicitly or kind of functionally racist. Yeah. Uh, so in 1844, the provisional government of Oregon um, passed a law that explicitly uh, excluded black settlers from entering or staying within the state. Um, if you were there for every six months that you were black in Oregon, yeah. uh, <laughs> you would get, uh, and it gets very legalese here, no... Uh, more than 20, but no more than 39 lashes um, for being in the state. And that was passed in 1844. And then they passed a few other laws uh, later, you know, five, ten years later. And they repealed them, fun fact, 1926. Oh. Yeah, very big-brained of them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and the Klan was actually huge out west, too. Which people always think of it as a southern organization, but Indiana had a huge clan. Out here had a massive clan in the 20s and 30s as well. Um, can you talk about the idea of the great white north and the sort of white utopia that is the basis of a lot of the uh, neo-Nazi activity out here? Yeah, yeah. So um, pretty much because of this explicit racism. That, that was making a weird sound. Yeah, uh, well, pretty much because of the uh, explicit racism in Oregon, um, one, like a lot of the black settlers would end up here, so there's a few, sorry, small digression, yeah, the few towns, uh, Tumwater was one of the first cities founded in Washington State, was founded by a black guy, and Centralia also founded by a black guy, who both ended up in Oregon, were like, oh, I, I have to leave, and started cities in Washington, so Washington, better than Oregon. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it became pretty much this idea of this like white ethnic homeland. I mean, starts with with um, with Oregon as a territory. Like they wanted this like white working man's place. They didn't want slavery. They're anti anti slavery, but also just anti having black people around. So that's kind of where it started. Um, but then it really got kind of codified into, into what is uh, kind of called the, um, uh, the Northwest territorial, sorry, uh, the Northwest territorial imperative, um, that got kind of really big in the seventies and eighties more so. It'd be funny if you were playing Oregon trail and it was just <laughs> like, you are black. <laughs> <laughs> game over (laughs) oh man fucking Oregon Trail I always died in that game yeah Yeah. my main problem in Oregon Trail was I would always get excited about uh, hunting meat and I would hunt too much meat and (laughs) then only be able to take some of it back to my wagon and then I was out of bullets and then everybody starved but yeah, I, you spend fucking weeks playing Oregon Trail, and then you get there, and it's just like you have to leave your plan. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to beat the game. You don't even realize it until you get there yeah, either, because exactly. it's all first person. <laughs> and then they're get out of here. Damn. Yeah, only um, more passive aggressivity. So this is just like a manif- a larger sort of manifest destiny thing. The idea that like we're white and Anglo, and God wants us to have this whole big piece of land yeah and especially he wants i mean it's so funny that they wanted it to be a white homeland because it's they're literally just settlers like it was already someone's homeland you know and clearly not them yeah but were they white because if they weren't white then it's gonna be a terrible white homeland (laughs) it was a house land and white people made it a home yeah Yeah, exactly. They hung up some knickknacks and shit like that. Yeah. Some uh, homespun <laughs> fucking pillows. I don't know. Everyone hates white nationalists until they bring baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the 70s and the 80s is really kind of when the whole white nationalist Northwest imperative thing got um, got super big. Uh, that kind of would include both both the Pacific, you know, Oregon, Washington, but goes all the way into um, sometimes Montana, even or Wyoming, which is like they could totally they could have Wyoming or whatever. Like yeah. I don't give a shit, just blow it up as soon as they get there. Um, but yeah, so big in the seventies and eighties because they decided that you know like you couldn't couldn't do the South because it was like twenty percent black, and couldn't do the East Coast because Chinese people even it's terrible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you had to come out here um, because they're fucking. It's mad racist up up in it. Um, okay, so like white supremacists were just like, well, we'll just take like the corner piece of the chessboard. It's the whitest part of the country, we'll so just, we'll just move there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. Which is trying to to occupy a place that was where it would be like the least bloody possible, but still like point of it being a white ethno state. Yeah. Like the trans it's weird. Uh least amount of energy to expend to yeah. yeah. And the the idea was like, yeah, you'd move out here and you'd all buy territory and then you'd have five to ten kids. Right. So they really wanted to lock that in just like reproducing, making as many crackers as possible. Uh, you know, they they were all talking about it. Um 
So the Klan, um, they were kind of into it. It was more of a neo-Nazi thing because uh, the Klan, there's actually this weird, and you can even get this in Oregon like uh, or Washington. There is like a weird rural-urban divide in between neo-Nazis and the Klan. Yeah, like mm. even you can see that like as they interact with each other because Nazis are urban and the clan are rural. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. re- yeah, and they like fucking they like shit on each other for like being hicks or whatever. Oh, there's a sitcom yeah. coming, to, <laughs> coming to NBC. <laughs> Country Mouse City Mouse. Yeah. But they're both white mice. <laughs> <laughs> and they they learn a wholesome lesson at the end of every episode. Yeah. Like well, I guess we're not that different. <laughs> Both just filled with an irrational and deep hatred and fear of the other. <laughs> you said it, brother. Um, and then they hug and kiss. That was basically King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Yeah, so kind of a big idea in the 70s and 80s uh, when a lot of the cities were like falling apart. Um, but it really started picking up uh, with the foundation of the order, which was a white supremacist terrorist organization okay. um, that are, you know, pretty famous. There's a fair amount of uh, important, important uh, people that were from it. Um, specifically, uh, David Lane, who's the guy that invented both the 14 words, which is the like, we must ensure... <laughs> Uh, homeland for the blah blah blah. Yeah, some dumb shit about their kids. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so pathetic. <laughs> Losers. Um, yeah, and then also the eighty-eight. So he actually, the order, one of the guys founded. So David Lane's the one that came up with all like the fun like riddle shit. Yeah, the, like, <laughs> that aspect of white supremacism. Yeah, it's like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna like sneak in little puzzles to the Riddler shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Batman. Quizzle me this, Batman. (laughs) How will we protect our children, Batman? (laughs) From outside forces. Well, I mean, you know, it makes sense to leave Gotham. Like, Gotham apparently is just overrun by crazy-ass domestic terrorists every, like, three weeks. I'm surprised anyone lives in Gotham in the first place. Why? I bet the rent is fucking awesome, though. (laughs) Like... If you're like constantly on the edge of being like drugged by a neurotoxin or like killed by yeah gotham, a guy in a unitard gotham dsa like get on the get on this <laughs> it's a mental illness issue <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah so the order was around for about a year and a half from september of 1983 to december of 1984 um, it's a Batman decoding like a huge puzzle, and he's just like, <laughs> it just says the Jews. <laughs> what does this mean? Where's Rachel? <laughs> it just says Jews will not replace us. <laughs> Why do they keep putting echoes around my name? <laughs> Batman, it's not Jewish. <laughs> it's like, because he's got a secret identity, so yeah. just assume. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't want to give up his secret identity, but he's like, I'm not. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm, I, I came here on the Mayflower. Um, <laughs> my family's old money. Um, yeah, so the Order uh, were pretty famous. They they uh, 
robbed a bunch of banks. Their first robbery is my favorite, which is that they robbed an adult bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they only stole like 350 bucks and they're like the this is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how many magazines they got though. I can't believe that hasn't been a Batman storyline. <laughs> of an adult bookstore. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um so they they robbed they ended up robbing a bunch of armored cars and they stole like Three point six million dollars from a Brinks car at one point, wow. which is would be cool if they weren't fascists. Um, <laughs> what do they do with it? Uh, they bought guns and property, and then they also were counterfeiting a bunch of money. So I assume that they invested in that. Oh, they yeah, just hoarded fidget spinners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They both invented and then hoarded them. That's why they've only released been released to the the mass market now yeah but their fidget spinners had four points and all right right, right. more it's angular a <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. fidget spinner it's <laughs> <laughs> really cool you know <laughs> yeah it's just so calming yeah <laughs> um yeah and then they're most famous for the assassination of alan berg who was a jewish liberal kind of antagonistic radio show host uh, who they shot to death in Denver on June 18th, 1984. Because um, he really hated Nazis and would argue with them. And they were like, uh-oh, it's a Jewish guy on the radio. Yeah, we better yeah, stop we, him from being on the on radio. the radio. Because, I mean, the Jews control all of the media, but this one guy died, <laughs> did, you know. You can only get pissed off and shoot a radio so many times before you figure out... <laughs> <laughs> that won't stop the guy from talking. <laughs> yeah, but some people it takes a little bit longer than others <laughs> because uh, Nazis are stupid. They're a bunch of fat Elvises, I tell you. <laughs> you leave Elvis out of this. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, the other big event, uh, and then another big event was the... Um, Killing of Robert J. Matthews, he founded the order, and he was a uh, Christian identity, which is a form of not like fascism, white supremacy, where you think that the actual Jews are white, and that the 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 Jew Jews, the Jews that control the media, are fake Jews. What? Yeah, 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 straight up, yeah. So why, G- Jesus is white, and then the Jews pretending to be, yeah, but actually white people are the like real Jews or real Christians, yeah, because um, they're crazy people. Um. Okay. Yeah. So he ended up getting uh, killed in the end of 1984, December 1984, which is kind of the end of the order, um, by the FBI um, on Whidbey Island, which is an island in the Sound of uh, Washington State. And um, now Nazis every year go out to Whidbey Island on December 8th to hang out and memorialize him. Yeah. Um, fun. Yeah, it's always fun. Like, yeah, um, knowing that they're all out there. It's kind of nice to know that for, like, at least one day of the year, they're all, like, have left Seattle. Oh, that is cool. Go have a barbecue. Yeah. It's Um, like when you live in a college town and then it's summertime. And all the adults leave. Yeah, baby. Kids rule. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then the other big kind of event in white supremacy in the Pacific Northwest uh, was in the 90s was uh, Ruby Ridge, where... In uh, Naples, Idaho, uh, from August 21st to August 31st, 1992. Destination unknown. <laughs> ruby, 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 Ruby Ridge. Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> I got it! Yes! 
using all the brain juices. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, Randy. All right, Weaver. so a lot of people died. <laughs> Only like one FBI guy. And then right. they shot uh, Randy Weaver, who's this Nazi guy. They shot his wife to death. And then they shot him and like the side. And they shot his dog because fucking federal agents love shooting dogs. Right. That's what all of their targets actually look like. <laughs> <laughs> they don't dream with that Osama shit. It's just, it's just, just like poodles. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Shibi Inus. A pleasant looking dog. <laughs> yeah. Just like a curious looking dog, you know, with the head. T- huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking person running away. Is there <laughs> <laughs> unarmed? Oh shit! Printing out targets of joggers actually does. Oh. I fucking hate joggers. <laughs> As a smoker, I feel personally violated whenever they they fucking run by me. Yeah, well, why don't you go catch them? <laughs> I'll catch them when they come around again. <laughs> Um, yeah, pretty much it was this guy. He was in the US, Randy Weaver. He was in the U.S. Engineer Corps. Uh, left to train um, in Idaho to do uh, a criminal investigation because he wanted to be an FBI agent and then decided <laughs> that college was too expensive. And then, uh, yeah, also uh, he was another Mormon. There's like a lot of Mormon white supremacy up here. Sure. Um, because, I mean, come on. The Mormons are so in. Inf- so perfect uh not crazy people um and it's not just steampunk scientology either (laughs) um yeah and uh he ended up they uh he had a compound that he lived in with his family they were homeschooling her kids fbi agents um kind of entrap him and get him to sell the fbi a sawed-off shotgun that he made and then he didn't show up to court and so they show up at his place at ruby ridge 11 day standoff shootout that kind of stuff um and that he was inspired by the turner diaries right yeah he was a turner diaries guy they're all turner diaries guys especially the the order is really into them that's one of the fundraising things the turner diaries is really funny because it sounds like a soap opera (laughs) (laughs) but it's a very terrible piece of literature yeah um yeah so i guess uh the the turner diaries because not everyone's a Nazi nerd like I am. Um, <laughs> a nerd not about a nerd. Nazis. Yeah, well, th- that, uh, yeah, a Nazi that is a nerd would be a nerd Nazi, not a Nazi nerd. Fair. Yeah, that's how English works. Saul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. S-A-U-L, not S-O-L. Because there is a, a another Saul Invictus who is actually pretty fashy, who's running for, like, San Jose. Oh, you gotta go fight him. Something. No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, so the Turner Diaries is a classic piece of white nationalist propaganda, and it's kind of a, it's supposed to be like a novelization where a bunch of white supremacists overthrow the Zog, the Zionist-occupied government, um, so the U.S. government. But it's also kind of a guerrilla how-to manual, like, you know, he like talks about how to make explosives and how to do guerrilla warfare, so it's like an informational thing as well as a novel, but yeah. it can kind of... It's uh, one of those books you find in Fallout that gives you stats. It's all the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they were all pretty inspired by this because they all fundamentally in the end wanted to use the Northwest as a base of operations to overthrow the federal government. The idea was like, well, if the Vietnamese could hold us off, like the U.S. government off, if we live in the Pacific Northwest, it's super rugged. 
you know, we can maybe throw over, overthrow the Zog. Sure. Okay. So uh, the guys from Green Room considered themselves to be the same as the Viet Cong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. God damn it. That movie pissed me off so much. Really? Why? Because they were just so fucking stupid. <laughs> They're just really dumb. Oh, and they, like, it was frustrating to watch. Like, yeah, like yeah. People just fuck themselves more and more and more. Yeah. You know? I don't know. You know, you, sh- you show up to a fucking event and you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of young men that are all prematurely balding here they're like maybe you should just leave (laughs) maybe they're all scary nazis um yeah well that's the life of a performer eh, sara oh yeah where y'all y'all going tonight (laughs) the town from green room (laughs) the club from green room (laughs) we're just going to change our material to be pro-nazi because (laughs) that's also what you have to do when you're a comedian yeah uh, I'm considering. I'm really trying to get my career off the ground, cause, so I'm considering becoming an uh, an alt right gun girl. You know, just becoming oh, one of those yeah. alt right babes, and you know, wearing flag underwear. And I mean, that's amazing. They putting need... guns in my pants and fucking. Well, you, you did know. that earlier today, and it I felt did, sick. I gotta say, it felt like me. Yeah, it felt like finally being <laughs> me. And then, I'm, so I'm gonna talk about how the left was. You know, it was too. They really just fucking they didn't let me say the words that i like to say and i had to leave i had to leave because they kept saying don't say this don't say that and i said well this is i I don't have any rights here yeah if you're gonna tell me what i can't say say i can't say i'm gonna be a nazi yeah exactly that's all there is to it so I'm gonna do that, and then um, once once I get on all the you know I'll go on Fox News again, you know, and I'll be like, oh, I'm back, and I hate communists now, you know, and yeah. be like, yeah, and use me, and then I'll make another flip, and I'll ooh, be radical like, centrist. Uh, do you just want to grill? Yeah, yeah, well, no, I'm going back to left, and I'm like, ah, fuck you, haha, you suck, you're wrong, you know, and like you're they're all punked. By I'm me. not a Nazi, and then. I'm By a regular that point, socialist. I'll be rich, so I'll have to become a centrist. <laughs> Dynamite mm. plan. Hail the radical centrist, the bravest of all. <laughs> the real Nazis. So, you know, I feel like no commitment is a real heroic stance to have yeah. in such a commitment-filled world that we have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so... Uh, Ruby Ridge is is weird because so Randy Weaver ended up going to jail for eighteen months and then since then has fleeced um almost uh three point oh well three point five million dollars from the federal government for like civil rights stuff because they did kind of show up and like shoot his wife and dog and yeah. Him. The and, uh, <laughs> the officer that shot him was not following protocol, so it was a big, it was a big like um, black eye for them. <laughs> yeah, I read a book from their perspective. It was mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, it wasn't following protocol. Was, oh, I guess the '90s you weren't supposed to bash the fash. Um, I can't remember exactly how it went down. It was like a woman that shot him. Uh, it was really weird. Hmm. But you know. Big mess all around, I suppose. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of blood, and then three point five million dollars. Yeah, <sighs> which sucks. It really sucks that the federal government had to pay a Nazi. Yep. I mean, I guess they actually spend a lot of time paying out <laughs> Nazis internationally. So, but still, at home, 
feels weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, now we have kind of this resurgent, uh, you know, we got a lot of Proud Boys up here. Portland has been a huge, huge uh, epicenter of a lot of like fa antifa kind of violence and actions. Okay. Interesting. So that brings us up to, uh, yeah, today, which we don't really need to go through super hard because everybody's probably kind of up to, we all know Gavin McGinnis, Proud Boys, you know, Andy No. Milk, concrete, concrete milkshakes, and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty into the milkshake replacing the Molotov cocktail. It's like the the true symbol of radical yeah. <laughs> left wing radical violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very <yeah>. cool. <laughs> um, reactionaries are in no way just kind of sniveling, pathetic cowards. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's been a like you know Portland's been a huge epicenter of this kind of stuff, um, and then Patriot Prayer, Patriot Prayer uh, shows up at Evergreen Campus like pretty regularly, regularly to uh, hashtag uh, stand with PP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like uh, yeah, they just like showing up and telling all of the queer folks that they're going to burn in fire, and it's really cool. Um, and then being like, we're such, we're so victimized by this society <laughs> that we're straight people. Yeah. Um, one of the craziest things, and this is never talked about, but at um, one of the Portland protests last year, it turns out a bunch of like the Patriot Prayer like adjacent groups uh, went to the top of a parking structure downtown Portland and set up uh, fire shooting positions. Yeah. Uh, to like overlook the the protests jesus and the police knew about it and the head of the police is technically the mayor in in oregon in portland okay and they didn't tell him for months that they had found a shooting position yeah they didn't t- tell captain beefheart that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, i'm assuming the mayor. good didn't tell that good to- level of shock you got on your face sarah well, they didn't say that. They didn't tell it to Mayor Polinick. I'm I'm a little confused. So they found them there, and then they were like, "Did they make them leave?" Yeah. Like, or get out of here. Hey, you kids, get out of here. No, no. It sounds like the police knew that Patriot Prayer was posted up, but the police are they just let they, them do it, and they then let didn't them say do anything. it, and then they didn't tell the fucking mayor until great after. Cool. Oh, by the way, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those. Uh, like there are a lot of places where uh, anti-fascist action n- like never sees violence and you know uh c- could be called larping but i don't think portland is one of them honestly the funny thing about the way everyone feels about antifa shit online is that it ebbs and flows depending on like when actual shit is going down and when these actions happen the day of everyone's everyone who whose politics are based on cringe aesthetics and mm-hmm. shit like that are like Okay, well, actually, now I think it's fine, but just don't be a dork about it. And then when it goes away long enough, the fucking shitheads are like, uh, you know, they just go back to just being like, you know, you're a fucking dork. I mean, if you have been in a place on the West Coast where there's a fucking Proud Boy rally, which I have, and most people that live in the Pacific Northwest at this point have, uh, it's not, it's like, you gotta, you gotta walk around with something. There's a bunch of guys walking around wearing shirts about how they want you to die and they're carrying weapons. Yeah. And there's no police and everybody's fighting. Like, the other thing is like the, uh, if, yeah, it looks dumb if you see a picture of it, if on but some, like when you're in the fucking street and people are just fighting, it's like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Well, if the, you know, if in some abstraction, 
on the internet, taken it in a picture and taken out of context and taken out of the fucking way it actually feels to be at one of these things, you can make it look dorky and fucking lame. So I don't care because I, my politics aren't based on what's fucking cool. Yeah. That is lame as shit. Everybody that um, is prepared to get fucked with looks stupid unless they get fucked with, yeah. you know? If you're carrying all the tools, like, you look stupid if you're carrying all the shit to go camping and then you don't go camping, you know? Yeah. But, like, what if you had to go camping? Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I just started thinking about that banana block. And I was like, what they're doing it block? right. What are you talking about? The last time Proud Boys and fucking everyone clashed, there was a, you know, you know what a block is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black blocks, everyone's wearing black. Yeah. There were a bunch of people wearing banana suits playing, like, trumpets and trombones wow. and shit. And it was, like, kind of to... I. To be stupid. I think it kind of like fixed this problem. It was yeah. just like, this is dumb as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at those things, everyone's looking around trying to figure out what side you're on, you yeah, know? Yeah. And you see someone wearing a banana suit and you're like, well, they're not a Nazi, but I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Well, they just made a lot of noise and fucking blocked everyone out and they were bananas. And it was like, you know, it, it didn't. I think it, it solved maybe the problem of fucking, you know, shitty reactionary left and right people going, like, you know, this is crazy. Cringe, like this is lame. You're out there trying to be a ninja, and the guy's like, "No, I'm a banana." Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like of course he's not taking this seriously. He's just doing the thing, you know. This is a pro banana black black black, black banana block podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you were a banana, I'm coming to Portland. Come on the show. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. So. Another thing that has been there's been a lot of photos of in in like Portland and stuff up here is um is uh the the like alt right people helping out the police have y'all seen that yeah of the course police yeah like getting their handcuffs out for them and stuff like that yeah yeah the, like, fucking, the absolute right. fucking lamest dudes in society are the people who are like I'm the police's little helper yeah I, <laughs> I'm like I'm considered too emotionally unstable to be a police officer but they'll let me touch their zip ties yeah and like they appreciate they appreciate us yeah. you know, we provided aid to them there's um para uh, like a permission to suck your dick sir <laughs> there's a paramilitary sort of police like private police force that's just quote-unquote security in denver that i discovered a while back called front range patrol and like it's hilarious their website's fucking great i talked about it on the show a little bit but they have like um it's just all fat guys who can't be cops yeah and then the, like in their training ground like behind their building they have those um those things when you're like a samurai and you want to train to fight it's like a, a wooden rotating thing with oh, like yeah, yeah, arms with, arms, with yeah. little sandbags on it and shit that they used to train to fight <laughs> homeless people <laughs> and um, the all their videos are just them bothering ho homeless people because of the way the laws are set up there and uh, and then they all end with them chasing someone down tackling them and then calling the real police <laughs> it's so fucking dumb uh yeah i mean talking about fighting stuff in the police uh this is not related to fascists at all but another reason that washington state is better than oregon is mutual combat laws which i was telling you about yes where there's just a hell of a lot of videos of like drunk people in seattle uh like trying to get into fights with each other um and then the police show up and they're like whoa whoa what's up boys and then they're like officer mutual combat laws you have to stand down <laughs> we've already agreed that we're like not gonna bite each other's nuts off or like choke each other to death and then the cops just like all right mutual combat and yeah. then they just take a step back and you just watch drunk people beat the shit out of each 
each other. <laughs> Just to be clear, what we're talking about is there's a old school law still on the books in Washington that it is legal if it's mutually consensual for two dudes to just beat the shit out of each other, like <laughs> dual style, the cop can't get involved because you stop and you go mutual combat and you show me your little libertarian papers. Or whatever. <laughs> Am I being detained? <laughs> well, that's so fucking funny. I, I, I really street fighter characters running around. up here. <laughs> I just always wish that uh, whoever lost got arrested by the police. It was like old school, like Norse law. Like if you lost the duel, you were obviously like, like unfavored by Odin and the guilty party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just get your shit stomped and then dragged away by the cops. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh, come at me, Washington. <laughs> I will invoke mutual combat law. <laughs> <laughs> On all of you, simultaneously. And then I'll throw fidget spinners at you. That's my special move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you've been sharpening that one up pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Whittling it down. You're learning how to do ninja star shit with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's probably pretty good um yeah uh anyone wants to plug anything go right ahead and then we'll get the fuck out of here um yeah so i just turned 30 not too long ago so i started a podcast um yeah so just just, just getting it off the ground but you should check it out right now it's just on soundcloud it's called manifest doe d-o-h uh and it's just me and my friends talking about different political manifestos or art manifestos cultural manifestos uh and yeah it's fine and i'm not asking for money so listen to it cool sorry you got anything uh heysarjun.com at heysarjun on instagram and come to my shows if you're in la or portland hopefully this will come out by that time and watch me's tv okay um Pod damn America. That's this podcast. Okay. I, wow. The Pacific North is really getting in my head. I just plugged the podcast we're on right now. Um, have you heard about it, though? <laughs> Pod damn America. Have you actually listened to it? I heard some things on Reddit about it. And I heard that guy <laughs> fucking sucks. And is, Wait, do you have your own Reddit yet? I've the This podcast is the bane of Reddit. They yeah. hate us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pod damn Reddit, then. It started off kind of funny, and now I get... Some pretty scary emails. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sign up for our Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and you'd like uh, a bunch of our bonus episodes, there's a whole bunch of shit back there. Yeah. Pay um, out. Tour dates, feraljokes.com, uh, and on Twitter, it's my pinned tweet. And uh, that's fucking it. Oh, Why You Mad? Listen to Why You Mad, my comedy anthropology podcast with fucking with Luisa Diaz. That's it. Just listen to all my shit. Just, just t- t- buy a bandana. And They're send cool. you money. Come to a show, buy a bandana, you can put it on a dog, they look cool as shit. It's finished. <laughs>